Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in every single week to Love Your Life Podcast. This is your girl, Stephanie, and we are at episode 60. And so for this episode, I wanted to dive deep into Ayurveda. Not really deep, but like do a good overall of Ayurveda. This is going to be a shorter episode because the next couple episodes, I'm actually going to explain a little bit more about different parts of the Ayurveda process. So if this is something that you're interested in, please tune in for the next couple of weeks to learn as much as I can give you about the topic of Ayurveda. So heard me say a couple of times already just in this podcast, like Ayurveda, what on earth is this? So for those of you that do not know, I'm actually studying to become an Ayurveda practitioner, something that has interested me. And I actually found out about Ayurveda from um, listening to a couple of podcasts and doing some yoga. And I heard it in the background. I'm like, okay, what is this? So my first exposure actually was a book called The Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda written by Sahara Rose, really great book. So if you're interested in it, definitely take a look at that. And she has an awesome podcast too, um, to check out. But that was my first exposure over a year ago. And then I started doing some deeper dives. So really easy way for me to kind of explain this. And I tell a lot of people, Ayurveda is a sister science, like the sister science of yoga. It's the medical practice that comes with yoga. So It is a practice that has been around for more than 3,000 years and it originated in India, whereas yoga is a lot of the breath work, um, a lot of the movement and the meditations. Ayurveda looks at the whole body, mind, body, and spirit and looks at ways to get optimal health. So they look at what's out of alignment and how to get it back into alignment with diet, um, with Uh, herbs and um, other spices that you can use to implement in it with meditations, with movement, with body work things. So all of this comes together in a way to create optimal health. Again, it is a really delicate balance between the mind, body, and spirit or mind, body, and soul to help promote good health and not necessarily fight disease. So Ayurveda and a lot of the Eastern practices versus Western practices, Eastern practices look at the whole body and say, okay, how can we prevent disease in the first place? Not necessarily treat it, like we're looking at treating the acute issues, but how do we actually create optimal health in the long run? So treat the symptoms, but also get to the underlying parts of it, which is what I love about it. Um, For those who don't know, I actually wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid. 
might have a huge fear of blood and needles, which stopped me from doing that. So I got to college and took one semester of um, biology pre-med and realized it was not right for me and switched careers to politics. Now I'm kind of coming full circle as I'm coming back around and getting the help that I need um, or the education I need to really take this full force and be able to implement Ayurveda into my um, overall practices, which is what I love for sure. Uh, The thing about Ayurveda, and I'm going to kind of, like I said, briefly discuss some of these things, is that it's considered a complementary and alternative medicine practice. So here in the United States, things like Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, a lot of these Eastern practices cannot be fully practiced like it would be in other countries. When I say that, there are certain things like um, we can't necessarily do x-rays or blood testing um, or like, you know, kind of prescribe blood testing and get the results back from our patients. We can do other things like bloodletting and things like that here, whereas in other countries, they can fully practice it. Here, they put a huge emphasis on Western medicine practices. And because of that, a lot of insurance companies won't necessarily cover a lot of the expenses that come when seeing an alternative medicine practitioner. Although I'm hoping that things start to change because now um, insurance companies are covering things like uh, seeing a therapist, uh, seeing a chiropractor, acupuncture, sometimes even massage. So I'm hoping that down the line, they'll start to come around for that. But we shall see, which is definitely my hope because then I'll be able to see a lot more clients and they'll be able to afford the cost at hand when it comes to seeing a practitioner. But right now, a lot of it is out of pocket. I have noticed that a lot of people who have gone the Western medicine route and have not seen really great effects that way are looking for alternative medicine. And this is a really great method to do that. So if you are frustrated and you're not seeing the results that you're looking for from the medications or the practices that your Western medicine doctor is going, definitely go seek an alternative medicine doctor and see if that possibly helps, knowing that you will probably have to pay out of pocket for it, but it would definitely be worth it. So in Ayurveda, they really have a huge connection with how your body works with the universe all around you, knowing that you are connected to the energy, that life force, that pranayama that you probably heard of in yoga. It connects everything together. So your mind, body, and spirit are in harmony with the universe and everything around you. This creates optimal health or good health. When something is out of balance, then you become sick. So optimally, your goal is to get your body back into its balance. And how you do that is that in Ayurveda, they have a thing where um, they they have these things called doshas. And the doshas are based off of the various different elements. So the doshas are based off of the elements of um, space, air, fire, water, and earth. Really quickly breaking it down, doshas are these energetic life forces, these energies that combine these different elements together. So abata is space and air. Pitta dosha is fire and water. And kapha dosha is water and earth. And in these upcoming episodes, I'll break down each of these so that you can learn a little bit more about them and see which dosha you are. Uh, everyone has a unique mix of these three doshas. So some people can be really kapha dominant, very bata dominant, very pitta dominant, or it can be a combination of um, of them. 
for me myself, I'm a combination of both pitta and um, kapha. Uh, so my vikriti is uh, pitta five, kapha four, vata one. And my prikriti is pitta five, kapha five, and vata zero. And I'm going to explain that really quickly to, right now because you're like, what? These are a lot of Sanskrit words that you're probably not familiar with. So your prikriti is um, your nature when you are first created. So this is the constitution at the time of your birth, and it does not change um, too much throughout your lifetime. So these are the things that make up your characteristics. Think of it like your DNA. It is determined by the conditions of the sperm, the ovarium, and the uterus at the time of conception. And it can be affected by the diet and lifestyle of the mother during pregnancy. It can also be um, based off of like how stressful she was during that time. Also, the time of the year that you were born, the conditions that you're born in. So if you're like born in the spring, winter, fall, summer, um, different months, whatever it may be, all of these things determine your piquity. This is the dosha that you were born with. Um, so it, that is like if you are born more vata dominant, pitta dominant, kapha dominant, or a combination of those. So for me, again, I have I was born with a lot more pitta dominance, but kapha was right there, and I have very little vata in me. And again, I'll kind of go like a brief overview of what these things mean, uh, pitta, kapha, and vata, because I know you're a little bit confused on that too. Um, Piquity also determines your physical and mental characteristics as well as your emotional behavior. So this is really um, big on you, you need to kind of know these things in order to figure out why you are behaving the way you are, why your body is um, shaped the way it is and everything else. A really great way of looking into this is that this helps you determine if you are on the correct diet, lifestyle, and other healing regimens that are best suited to help you cure whatever kind of disease that you might have or illness to get you back to your optimal health. Your vikriti, this is your current state of the imbalance of your dosha. So again, your vikriti is what you're born with, and that's where you want to get back to because that is where your body is at that homeostasis point. Your vikriti is where you currently are, and these are determined by various things also, very internal and external factors, such as your diet, your state of mind, the climate, the seasons, level of stress that you are in that can disturb all of these things that, that will create this nice um, balance. It can have a huge disruption in it. So if you're eating the wrong types of food, if you're doing the wrong types of exercises, if you're under a lot of stress, if the seasons are not the ideal, if you you know you know that in the winter a lot of times you get a lot more cold, in the summertime you can overheat, things like this can really have a huge impact on your doshas and it can cause them to not function properly. So optimally, what you want to have is that your vikriti, your current state, to get very close back to your um back to where you were originally. So for me, uh, I really want to kind of balance out that um, that vata to make sure that that vata is very low so that it kind of balances back up to where it was when I was born. And you can do a lot of different tests to figure out what these things are, what your doshas are. And I will actually link some of the tests in the show notes so that you can take some of the ones that I've created if you want to find out what they um, are. The biggest thing is that 
once you actually complete them because they're in a Google document, please send me a message and um, and I'll send you the information on that too. But please send me, send me an email to let me know that you filled it out because I don't get notified about it. And then I can take a look at it and actually determine it for you. So if you're like, yeah, I kind of interested in wanting to know what my dosha is like, you can take one of my quizzes and find out and I can get back to you and send you an email with the results of that. And you can learn a little bit more about that. So again, I said I wanted to make this episode pretty brief and just kind of give you the framework of what your uh, what Ayurveda is all about. So I want to, again, just kind of talk about like these doshas in a very brief way. All right. So here are some really general characteristics of each of the dosha. Vata, again, is air and ether. And this is representation of movement nerve regulation, respiratory circulation, excretion is usually considered uh, dry, cold, light, very mobile. Uh, it can be very irregular. Uh, the texture can be really rough. Uh, things like uh, physical, it determines like movement, breath, natural urges, tissue formation, motor and sensory functions. It can also, for an emotional level, feel like you're spaced out, a lot of fear. And in regards to initiating diseases, about 80% of diseases can be caused by vata imbalances. Vata is also um, controls, again, your breathing, your blood flow, your heart function, its ability to get rid of waste through your intestines. Other things that it can um, disrupt is including your eating too soon after meal, having fear, grief, anxiety, staying up too late. Um, It can also affect asthma, heart disease, skin problems, rheumatoid arthritis. Pitta is your water and fire. And some of the things that it does is it um, functions your digestion, your metabolism, assimilation of your food and your nutrients, body heat in glandular secretions. Some of the characteristics is oily or wet, hot, light, fluid, very intense energy, uh, very liquid. Uh, Energy state is more balancing. Body heat is what it regulates, temperature, digestion, hunger, and thirst. It also um, produces a lot of perspiration, and when it comes to diseases, about 15% of your cases are going to have some kind of a pitta imbalances. And again, it controls things like digestion and metabolism, helps you break down your food. Also, certain hormones that are leaked to your appetite, like gremlin and leptin. It can be disrupted by eating sour and spicy food and spending too much time in the sun. So think about like adding extra heat into something that's already heated. Your main life force um, can be likely developed into conditions like Crohn's disease, heart disease, high blood pressure, and infections. Really, um, really quite interesting in that. And then kapha is your elements are earth and water. Some of the functions that it has is solidify, stabilize, lubricate, uh, and it really deals with tissue rebuilding. Some of the characteristics is oily or wet, cold heavy, um, dense, stable, smooth, and it regulates stability, energy, lubrication, slipperiness. 
Some of the effects on the tissues is that it enhances all of the tissues. And some of the emotional things is forgiveness, greed, attachments, possessiveness. And when it comes to diseases, it's about 5% of cases. So think of like most of the illnesses that are going to come from kapha or like congestion and things like that. And again, it controls your muscle growth, body strength, stability, weight, your immune system. It can disrupt it by sleeping during the day. So when you feel like really tired, you don't want to get out of bed, eating too much sweet foods, too many heavy foods, eating and drinking things that contain too much sugar and um, salt and water. The main life energy, um, things that can can interrupt your, your um, health are like asthma, uh, breathing disorders, like I mentioned, having a lot of congestion and stuff like that, cancer, diabetes, nausea after eating, and obesity. So really easy way of thinking of these doshas as far as people are concerned. Kapha is going to be um, more like your Oprah Winfrey. Pitta is going to be like on overload. Someone that like Donald Trump, really red features, very go-getting, very fiery personality. And then Vata, think of like a lot of the very frail uh, supermodels that are out there, very thin runway models, um, very like thin hair, lighter features, very frail looking. Those are going to be more of your Vata people. And again, in the next couple of episodes, I'm going to actually go into more detail about these three doshas, what they do, and then how to be able to balance them out with diet and lifestyle changes. So And once you figure out what dosha you are, you'll have some really great ways of finding out how to create that lovely balance. So again, I um, wanted to keep this episode really short and just kind of do a brief overview of what Ayurveda is. And if you are interested in, again, finding out what your dosha is, you could do a lot of different dosha quizzes, but I'm also going to leave a link below for mine so that you can figure out what your dosha is like. Again, it is a Google document. So please, after you finish it, send me an email and let me know that you completed it. So I know to look at it and uh, follow back up with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week as we dive a little bit deeper into the doshas. Next week, I'm going to cover the Vata dosha. The following week will be Pitta and then Kapha. So we'll break it down a little bit more into each of the characteristics so that you can learn a little bit more about each of them and have a great day. See you guys next week. Bye for now. Ladies, we still have time for you to book that amazing three-day retreat to spend three days with me in my home state, Michigan, to relax, do some yoga, learn a little bit more about your doshas, how to balance your hormones, and how to tap into that amazing feminine divine energy that we call Shakti. Yes, if you are interested in learning a little bit more, there is still space to book that retreat. And I am offering an amazing discount. I'm actually offering $150 off a registration, but you have to book before the end of August in order to be able to get this deal. So if you are interested in spending three days with me, all lodging, all food, all workshops covered. All you have to do is bring yourself and some bedding for your stay and just tap into that feminine divine energy, which we will teach you how to do. If you are super interested in that, go to the link in the show notes and book today. You do not want to miss out on this amazing deal because after August 31st, the price goes back up to 550. So book now. 
Thank you for tuning into Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.